0: About God of wonder, God of wonder. Uh, we're going to sing a song in a bit. Uh, Joe's going to sing it for us, and uh, it's an oldie. I love the oldies, uh, but it's the, the lyrics are so good. It's God of wonders beyond our galaxy. Yeah, I know some of us are thinking I like that. Um, there's a real sense of, uh, of, of it's been a profound Christmas. I think it's probably been my, my best Christmas, and we even spent some of it with the in-laws, it's been wonderful, the Lord just, you know, I know some of us are praying for that, and it was just amazing, and, um, and actually, I turned uh, 30 on Friday, and I know, I know, I know, and, uh, and I was thinking, Lord, I'm turning 30, you know, there's things I want to see by 30, by we've all been there, right? Or by 25 or 15 or 45 or 75, whatever. We like those landmarks in our life, don't we? Those monuments where we can say, I want to be at a certain place. I want to have achieved certain things. Are you with me? By this point in time. So, uh, so I've always had this weird thing about stars. i always loved stars. Uh, and, uh, and really, I think uh, it, there was this moment, as my last hour of my 29th birthday, uh, 29th year, I was coming to the 30th um, birthday, I went to the back uh, kind of room, and a uh, back room, we we'll some of the hills, and, uh, and anyway, it was a beautiful night. We know, obviously, the snow and stuff makes the clear nights. And uh, the stars were shining. Not just shining, but, like, radiant. Do you know what I mean? And, and this is why he's saying that. When you look at one star, when you find one star, if you keep looking at that star, within a couple of minutes, you'll see a bunch more. Try it. It just works. So within a couple of minutes, it was like, wow, 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 wow. It was in the element. And then, interestingly, this thing happened where it took me about ten minutes to unwind. Ten minutes to kind of like just begin to just slow down. I, you ever been in that place? So much going on. I started to look at the stars and reflect. Now for me, stars have always been important because uh, even from a young age, for some reason, I've always looked at them and I thought, yeah, God, you're there. You're in the stars. There's a formation in this, star, in this sky called the plough. Hands up if you know the plough. Just so I know who I'm working with here. For those who've never heard of the plough before, it's a bit like a big frying pan. There's a toss-up between a frying pan and a supermarket trolley. I haven't worked it out yet. But it is, isn't it? It's somewhere in between. And, uh, but it's there. Anyway, for some reason, years ago, I claimed that formation for my own. I know what you're thinking. i was selfish. It's mine. And I said, Lord, I want that. And, and, I, and when I look at that formation, I want to know that you're good and you're there. So I remember, years ago, I used to walk home from college parties, school parties... Sometimes things would have happened, or things would have been said, or I'd been with a group of friends coming in late one night, no matter the circumstances, and I was half past 11, should have been home for 10, I knew it was going to be a big scolding, whatever the circumstances, sometimes I'd say to the Lord, God will you show me the plough before I go in, just so I know that you're with me, I know we're tight, I know it's all cool. And sometimes the plough would appear, it'd be there, and other times it wouldn't, but I'd still know God was true. Anyway, so then it came to I met Joe a few years later, and uh, things were going really well. I knew I was punching, amen? amen. And I thought I've got to bag it. I've got to bag Joe quick. I've got to, I've got to take her off the market. And uh, so we were dating for a while. Joe knew she was very lucky too. I knew I was lucky. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and 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 I don't know about you, but when it comes to major life choices, I want to know the Lord's in it. I want to know God has blessed it. So in my head I was like, I want to ask Jo to marry me. And I, th- I think it's right, all the signs are there, we feel really good, people have kind of affirmed it, she's amazing. And I just thought, right. And I said, Lord, I want you just to prove it. Just so I know when it comes to the hard times, that you are totally in this. That's it's not just about emotion, or a quick whim, or whatever. But God, in the hard times, we know that you're in the middle of this. So we were in the lakes, and, uh, and we were stood there. Hence the prop, I'll explain it in a second. And uh, I promise I'll move on quickly. And we stood there and uh, it was a really, really cloudy night, wasn't it, Joe? Back me up. Not, not a star in the sky. It was thick, thick clouds. And we stood there and I said, I said, Joe, I feel like we should just pray and ask the Lord to like, just be in this. Uh, let's pray that the, uh, the plough just appears. So there we were. Lord, would you just show? I don't know what we would have done if it didn't. I didn't tell you. I asked, I, I I asked Joe if she could see the plough. She said no. Yeah, in and at that second, literally what happened, Joe? They won't believe me. The clouds literally didn't just go, hmm. They went, Whoop. promise you, didn't they? Incredible. And the plough was right there above us. Now some of you are thinking, yeah, so what? Anyway, so for my 30th birthday, Joe got me this. And uh, it's pretty much, it took about 10 minutes of Joe telling me what it was to kind of work it out. So it's a big circle, and it tells you on the 29th of, uh, no, what was the date? When I uh, It tells you on the, uh, on the 10th, Rachel's put me under the bus right now. On the 10th of August, 2006, that's when I asked Joe, uh, that's when we tried to work it out, didn't we? About, that's when it happened. <laughs> I'm slaughtering this. On that date in 2006... Uh, the plough, so Joe got me this present so the formation from the scientists uh, on the formation that night it tells you where you are in the world, we're in the lakes where you are in the world, exact location and what the star formation was doing right then so we were stood here and right in front of us was what? the plough, now the clever scientists who put this together didn't know that, they could have tricked us and put any formation anywhere, but it just so happens, longitude and latitude boom, there we go I was like, what an amazing present. That is so profound. So there I was on my 29th, uh, last hour of my 29th birthday. No, 29th year. And, uh, and, and I, was, I was at the back window thinking, God, you know, there's things I want to see. God, there's things that we've been discussing that are still yet to come. By the age of 27, I wanted to see someone raised from the dead. Hasn't happened yet. Like, come on. And I uh, want this kind of conversation. I'm just unwinding. And then I started to think about this. And this is for all of us. God of wonders. God of wonders. And actually, the Bible verse in here says, um, You are God, you are the God who works wonders. Psalm 77. And I want to just work through Psalm 77 today with us. And I'm here to remind you today that God works wonders. Do you believe that today? Have you experienced some of that? Give me a shout if you have in your life. Absolutely. Uh, For your favor, but also for his glory. The Bible says that God likes to just kind of do amazing things. Paul, who wrote Romans, he describes God as, not in a, in a weird way, but he likes to boast in his wonder and glory. He likes to boast and displays goodness. I love that. So it was a real sense of just me calming down. Me reflecting and thinking, God, what have you done? But it's the same for each of us. New Year's Eve, it's the classic talk, isn't it? It's the, we're all, all going to make promises tomorrow that we're not going to keep, <laughs> you know, within a week. Aren't we? Good intentions, gym memberships. Uh, Like diets, regimes, um, we're going to climb somewhere, we're going to sail somewhere, we're going to scuba dive somewhere else, we're going to jump out of somewhere else. You know, we're all going to make these promises, most of us anyway. Gail's heckling me. But we're all going to make some sort of commitment. But actually, Psalm 77, I want to walk us through this because I think this is deeply reflective of most of our year. Let me read it to you on the screens as well this is the psalmist as he so often does King David who wrote pretty much all of the psalms or most of the psalms he, he sometimes just you, you almost get this real sense of he was a guy with huge huge issues on his shoulders um, people against him and then other times this real sense of joy and worship comes out of him so in this psalm you get this, this world colliding check it out he says I cry out to God yes I shout you ever shout to God where are you, God? What have you done? Why did that happen? Why have you left me? Why am I in this circumstance? You know, why, 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 why? And almost we shout at God. I've heard so many stories from friends and people in church over the years who've said, I was so angry, I just had to shout with God. I had to tell God off. I was so confused and hurt. This real sense of emotion. All oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long. I prayed. It's hard to pray all night long, isn't it? It is so hard. But that real sense of anguish, of despair, with hands lifted towards heaven, but I was not comforted. And I think that's a real reflection of actually the Christian life. Our year, it's not a warm, fuzzy feeling, is it? When I first came to faith years and years ago, I used to think that it was about those moments. It was those moments. You ever been in this place? It's those, those moments of, of, of mountaintop experiences. God, would you fill me up? God, would you make me feel fluffy? God, would I just feel wonderful today? Would I just feel like I'm so special? God, would you just do this in me? This real wish list of approaching God. And really, the, 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 the exit was that we would somehow feel amazing. And now, I think God does that, and I think he can do that. But actually, the reality is, it is not always that, is it? How many times do we come to church, and we'll shake hands, we'll sing some songs, we'll uh, listen to a message, we might kind of take something home, but really, we kind of, we, we come and go. Our weeks are kind of mundane, you know, the same activities of jobs, school runs, uh, you know, just working schedules, seeing friends, whatever it is, we kind of get into this this routine and rhythm. But actually, David writes this sense of, God, I'm struggling. It's not always a mountaintop. Check this out. He says, I think of God and I mourn, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You do not let me sleep. I am too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? And he asked these questions. Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? You want to give him a cuddle, don't you? sort it out mate it's going to be okay have his promises permanently failed but I think most of us this year at some point would have asked ourselves one of those things God are you actually in this have you actually left me to this on my own is there an exit strategy God are you going to come through for me we started these prayer nights and we talk about it each week because it's so important but we started these prayer nights about three months ago well we had no agenda but just gather and pray. And some prayer requests started to flood in, different kind of situations and circumstances, and you get a real sense of that people really need the Lord to come through in some things. And that's real life. And David finishes by saying, Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious to me? Check this one out. Has he slammed the door on his compassion? We've all asked for some of those things. And then he says, but then I recall. Then I recall. I'd love you for a moment to think about, but then I recall. I asked you a few moments ago about what has God done this year. Have there been those moments of of wonder? And loads of us said, yes, yes. Why don't we just take time to, to kind of not bury that treasure? Why don't we just stare at it for a little bit? Not that it's a monument because we stay there. But let those moments become real movements of pushing us towards God's truth and goodness. I felt like today just praying for us that some of us just needed to hear this again. As we go into next year, as some of us try and write wish lists to better ourselves. It's never going to happen. We've all been trying for however long we've been breathing. We can't really ever better ourselves beyond a few things. We kind of fall into these pits. But why don't we today commit? Lord, today I commit. To put in 2018 in your hands. On your shoulders. Because God, you are a God of wonders. The psalmist laments that God has turned his face away. Even though he feels innocent. You get that sense of that God, it's all you. And then he reflects on his situation and he finds hope. Hope. I've got a real question for you. Has this year been a struggle for you? Has it been a good year? Has it been somewhere in between? What's it been on the scales for you this year? Mostly good? Mostly bad? Maybe it just bounces between the two? Where do you find yourself today? Perhaps some of us have been struggling to make ends meet. Maybe financially this year it's been a real hardship. Perhaps others have just really struggled with a sense of, I'm just, I'm, I'm all over the place. I, I'm trying to get my eggs in a row, my ducks in a basket, but it's just never, is that right? I'm just checking you're awake. God, you guys are a tough crowd today. But you you get it. God, God, would you line the bits up? Would you make it all perfect? I've got news. It's always a wish list, it's always God, do something extra. Why don't we find joy in what we have today? Perhaps we been knocked around. Maybe some of us are going through the motions of life. I was talking to a really smart guy over a pint the other night. Really smart guy. He's got more letters after his name than anyone else I know. And he said, I feel really unfulfilled. Really unfulfilled. I'm thinking of changing career, chucking it all in, changing direction. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. How sad that we feel, that pressure all of us of, of the tick list, of the wish list, of making ourselves... Better. Perhaps in the mundane, check this out. Perhaps in the mundane, God's been weaving a tapestry that we just need to begin to enjoy. Isn't it so interesting looking back at the mundane actions of this last year? Think on it, reflect on it, that God's been working in those moments so clearly. Perhaps it was a conversation or conversations, perhaps it was a new job that just opened. For some of us it could have been just going through the, the, the regular rhythm and routine of, of just raising kids or hanging out with people. And just finding real moments of conversations and, and chatter. For others it might have been stepping into church for the first time. That's a huge task isn't it? How daunting to walk into a room full of people and, and just 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 face it. We forget what it takes. What's it been for you this year? And then it continues and I love this because there is hope. Psalm seventy-seven, fourteen and 15. You, and, he, and obviously this is continuing from what he says, but then I recall that you are the God who works wonders. You put the stars in the sky, you named them by name, and equally you called me. You've made known your might among your people. With your arm, you redeemed your people and the children of Jacob and Joseph. We've seen wonders in our church life. I want to share just a few of them because it's good to declare them. We've seen healthy babies, we've seen new jobs, we've seen people come and uh, bring their children for the first time last weekend. I'm not discrediting these amazing moments. Hands up if you joined us this year for the first time ever. If you've Look at that, that's wonderful. That is so, so good. And uh, just this real sense of, of things happening. You know, we've, we've heard of stories of people just serving, again in the mundane. Meals, looking after people, just putting an arm around each other. You know, it's been a joy to pray for people. Because what you pray for, you care for. And what you care for, you pray for. Isn't that true? That real sense of that rhythm of life. God is doing wonderful things in this church. I want to declare it over us next year, 2018. Wonderful things. It has been a good, good time. And I think knowing the wonders of God does three quick things. I want to share these, then we're going to have a, uh, just do some stuff. I think knowing the wonders of God and, and actually holding that dear, it focuses our eyes or our vision. It focuses our vision afresh. The Bible says that without vision, we perish. And it's easy to see why, isn't it? If we don't get a picture of actually someone bigger, if we don't get a picture of actually someone looking after us, so often it becomes this real uh, kind of focused, our eyes are down, we're in, in the rhythm, in the business of life. But actually, with vision, we flourish. And the Bible says in Psalm 105, look to the Lord in his strength, seek his face always. I love how the Bible has these nuggets for our lives. Because isn't that so practical? Isn't that so real? That if we just actually live this out, it would work. That when I look to the Lord for his strength and I seek his face always, things will flow. So, knowing the wonders of God and that he works wonders, it focuses our eyes. It allows ourselves to stop and reflect, which is so important. But also it changes our perspective, doesn't it? It begins to allow us to think bigger thoughts, bigger vision. You ever had an hour to yourself? I know, you know, I know some of us are kind of laughing at that. Maybe some of us have 10 hours to ourselves. Teach us how, that's amazing. But that real sense of just, wow, I've had time just to collect my thoughts. And actually, isn't it amazing in those moments that we can think more, we can be more focused and more channeled than perhaps three months of busy activity. It's so important that we just allow ourselves to, to have that space and that freedom. I work for Tier Fund. My role at Tier Fund is I help obviously the UK church teams. And uh, and, and, and Fund have this real culture, it's amazing, of, of reflection. And, and you'll see in people's calendars, I'm out for half the day. I'm just chilling or reflecting. It's chilling, I know it is, but they claim they're reflecting. But, but really, that, it's so important to have that time of just, of just focus. Have you had that time before you steam into the new year? So it focuses our eyes on the vision. Also, it fixes our posture. What's posture? Posture, I think when we think of posture, you probably all think right now, straighten your back a little bit. I know you can see the room sit up. Some of us have bad posture. I have terrible posture. And you feel it, don't you? In your back. And actually, I think some of us today are slouching. We're spiritually slouching. We've allowed ourselves to fall into a bit of a slumber. I'm just doing the rhythm of life. I'm going to attend church, I'm going to tick it off my list, and then I'm going to steam into the party tonight. Oh yes. Maybe just me. But actually, you're probably thinking, is it even biblical? It is biblical. In Revelation, Jesus talks about being lukewarm. It's that sense of posture is a term of, of slouching. Slouching means that we're just kind of chilled. We're just like receiving. We're just like, kind of like not ready. You know? But actually, when we think of straight posture, we think of just assertiveness. We're ready to go. There's a real sense of, of, of I'm leaning in. And, uh, and Jesus warns, he says, actually those who are lukewarm, I will spit out. I want to drop it. I know it's a bit of a grenade, but I do. That real sense of let's finish on a real high. Let's commit ourselves. Let's commit ourselves emotions. Let's write some lists. God, I want to do it your way next year. Our posture. What's your posture today? Wake up. Be ready. Let's kind of let's let's lean into what God has for us. Or we can choose to go through the motions. There's two types of people in this room today. Doesn't matter how tall you are, how rich you are, how poor you are, what clothes you're wearing, where you come from, how educated you are, how wonderful you are or whatever else. There's two types of people. Those who are ready and those who aren't. What camp do you sit in today? What camp are you sitting in? Are you ready for all that God's got for you? Because he works wonders. He works wonders and he wants to work wonders in your life. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? There's a story in the Bible of a young sheep herder. Amazing. Amazing, amazing guy. Nothing going on about him. Uh, The Bible later on says he's a bit handsome, a bit ruddy, but a bit scrawny as well. He had a few brothers. He was the smallest, the weediest. uh, Nothing special really. So he was out in the field. We know the story of a guy called... David became king of Israel. Amazing man. And there's a real story, a real moment where the Bible describes probably what we all personalise for our own lives. This season right now for me is a bit like David and Goliath. I've got this giant to slay. But actually in the story of David and Goliath, we hear of David go up against this nine foot monster with a seven foot sword and a 20 foot shield. And, uh, I don't know, ten heads, massive biceps. Think of the grizzly monster you can think of. Goliath was him. And then this young, scrawny guy comes up against this, this monster, this beast. And, uh, and he's challenged, isn't he? And, and I love this because it's so important. And Goliath says, your God is dead. He's not real. I'm going to devour you and then I'm going to gobble up your whole army. Who is this God who dares get in my way? And David takes deep offence deep offence because he knows that he's been on the side of mountains night after night under a thick blanket as the sheep are sleeping probably looking at the stars looking at the plough thinking Lord would you give me that and just reflecting on the goodness of God. And actually his life, as he writes in Psalms later on, it's the same guy. As he writes in Psalms later on, you see this toss up, don't you, of, of, of real anxiety. He's been fighting all sorts of bears and wolves in the wild with the sheep. And then almost real, ah, moments of joy, of, of worship. When he's, he's spending that time just reflecting on God's goodness. Anyway, I think this all plays out in this story with Goliath. So Goliath says, I challenge your God. David knows his God. He knows his God. And he says, my God is going to give you a kicking. So David says, come on, let's have it. And David comes up against this monster. And I love this. And he takes how many stones? How many stones does David take from the stream against this grisliest monster you've ever thought about? He takes five smooth, freshly picked stones. That tells us so much. It tells us his posture wasn't slouching. It tells us his posture was assertiveness, that he was leaning into what God had for him. Why? Well, if that was you and me, how many stones would you pick? I'd pick a million stones, in case I missed the first million. Like, ching, 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 he's coming, Lord help me, this is a bad idea. I would do everything I could in my own strength to take this guy down. It tells us that David was trained. He was ready. He knew he only needed one. He probably took five for a precaution. But he took, it took one stone, didn't it? The Bible tells us. I love that real quick story of a guy who knew the Lord. He knew the Lord worked wonders. And he trusted him. Where do you sit today? Maybe you've been trying for 45 years to do it your own way. Knowing that in two weeks that wish list's going to fail again. That diet is going to go out the window. Or Whatever. Why don't we decide today to rest in the hands of the God of wonders? So it fixes our posture. And number three, I think when we realise that God is a God of wonders, it finds hope. Doesn't it just? Hope. Hope's this. A feeling of expectation for something to happen. Oh yes. I woke up at Christmas morning, I'm not going to lie, with butterflies. A feeling, an expectation that something was going to happen. Are you with me? Anyone? Anybody else? Anybody there? And that's good. Let's let's allow those feelings to flow. Don't block them. Just because we're adults, we don't have to be boring and dull. We can enjoy life. But actually, when we think about God of Wonders, what it says to next year, what it says to tomorrow, is this: that God, I have an opportunity for hope. ...and a change. I have an opportunity that, God, you're going to move. That, God, I have a hope that you are going to do something wonderful and mighty. That, God, even in the mundane, next year, that you'll be working the miraculous. I love that. Who else on earth can say that or claim that? Nobody. And we can. So why don't we raise some noise about it? Why don't we step into it? Why don't we believe it for our families? Believe it for this church? God, you're going to do wonders... What does God doing wonders look like for you? What does it look like for you? For some of us, it could be finances. God, I just need you to come through. For others, it could be just birthing a dream, birthing a child. It could be, what is it? It could be stepping into something that we just have never quite managed to attain. Perhaps it's finding peace and rest. Perhaps it's fixing a relationship. God of wonders. If that could just be repaired... If I could just feel good, if you could just sort me out and give me some headspace, that would be wonderful. What does it look like for you? The Bible says this about our God, that he can do immeasurably more than you can even dream or imagine. Are you excited for next year? Yeah, it's going to have its challenges. It is. There's going to be lots of moments of mundane action and rhythm and routine. But what if next year looks different? What if we decided to be all in? What if we decided to put Jesus first in everything? And some of us already do this, but that sense of recommitting, we go again. Rededicate ourselves for our lives. I don't know one person... Who follows Jesus and they've said to me, it's detrimental for their health, for their mental health, for their family, for their finance, for their relationships, for their future. I've met one person. But we hold something back, don't we? We hold something back. So, knowing God is a God of wonders, it focuses our vision. Some of us need vision today. We need vision. Come and get yourself rooted in our church. We've got vision. We have got vision. We're going places. We're going to see incredible things. We're seeing amazing things. Now, we're not talking about sparkly, wonderful, flashy lights, although they're amazing. George is incredible at sorting that out. But actually, we're also about substance. The real moments of deep prayer, of longing, of banging on God's door. God, we need you to come through for our community. God, we want to see this room full of 40 services because there's so many people who want to worship you. Exactly. God, we want people to come in and just find wholeness and healing. God, would this be the place where people come, get mended and fixed and find rest and they're going to transform the world in Jesus' name? Isn't that incredible? So we have a moment to step into this. We have a moment to come and say, God, we want to sit under what you're doing. It fixes our posture and it finds hope. And it finds hope. I want to finish on this. And then... I'd love us just to reflect on that song. Would we stand where we are? I want us to dedicate ourselves. In the Bible, there's moments of dedicating, where you build a monument, you build a, almost a moment, and you say, God, this is, this is a bit of my life. This is a bit of my life. This is a bit, God, and I look at the latitude and longitude of where I was on that day, where the stars were, 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 were tinkling above me, and that, God, you did something wonderful. But actually a monument is wonderful because it says we've declared something. But the idea of a monument and staying at a monument is dangerous because it means we leave ourselves there. The psalmist wrote, didn't he? Church, I'm almost finished. The psalmist wrote, God, I look back to what you've done in my life. And I think, God, my joy is only there. A movement moves away from the monument. And a movement says, I'm going to progress from that moment. And the psalmist then goes on and says, But you are a God of wonders. And he moves on. So let's build the monument now. Let's dedicate ourselves afresh. As a family, as a community, as individuals, as couples, as, as whatever. I'm dedicating myself to you, Lord, right now. But actually, from this moment, I'm going to move on. I'm going to progress. There's, on the screen, and in fact, all of us are gonna do this. If you sat next to someone you don't know, I do apologize. Let's let's reach out and hold a hand. We're gonna we're gonna step into this new year together. We're gonna commit to one another. We're gonna commit to one another. I wanna pray this over us. If you look at the screen, let's all let's all read this out. This is some numbers. There should be a slide there, Josh. There we go. Numbers. It says this, the Lord, bl- let's all repeat this together. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So Lord, as we hold hands, God, we dedicate ourselves to you. God, would your face shine on your people this year? That God, wherever we go, whatever you've got for us, that God, we would find your peace. Thank you that you're a God of wonders. In Jesus' name we pray and declare all of heaven's goodness over us and the people we love. Amen.